following sermon audio is from Love City Church, Cincinnati. More audio and information about Love City Church can be found at www.mylovecitychurch.org. On family worship Sundays... If it's not a family worship Sunday, we're working through the book of Hebrews. We started a couple months ago. We'll go all the way to Easter. But on family worship Sundays, the kids' discipleship teachers feed me all of the wildest and hardest questions that kids ask in kids' discipleship class. And so on family worship Sundays, I attempt to answer those questions. And so the question for today is... uh, and it's hard to make it concise, so I guess I'll say it concisely and then maybe expand a little bit. But here's the crux of the question. Why did God the Father send Jesus instead of coming himself? Okay, and so the idea that was expressed as the kids are talking to their teachers about this is, you know, my mom and dad love me, and I think my mom and dad would rather they die instead of me. And so if God is such a good, loving father... And I don't know that it was necessarily accusatory. It could be, but it, it maybe raises the question, is God that loving if he was willing to send his son instead of coming himself? And so we're going to get into that. Hallelujah. Okay? So what I would like you to do if you have a Bible is turn to uh, the book of John, chapter 3. And uh, we, we normally don't teach one verse here. We normally would lay stuff out in context. But John 3.16 is one of those few verses that kind of offers a complete thought in and of itself, and, and it's going to be a home base for us today as we tackle this question. So let's just look at that. Book of John, chapter 3, verse 16. Okay? For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. Praise God for his word. Amen. Okay. So we're going to talk about three things today in trying to answer the question, why did God the Father send Jesus the Son instead of coming himself? I think the first thing we should get out of the way is ancient church fathers argued the idea of whether or not any member of the Trinity could have come, okay? And so the the universal kind of agreement around that is, for most people, yes, okay? God the Father could have came, could have become human, God the Son, or the Holy Spirit. And that, how? Why is that possible? Well, the first thing we want to talk about, why did God send Jesus? It doesn't seem like my parents would send me to die, is kind of the question. They would do it themselves. We need to know, first of all, that the relationship between God the Father and God the Son is not the same as relationships between kids and their parents. It's not exactly the same. Now, God did use this language in his word to help us understand what his relationship to the son and the son's relationship to him is like, but it's not exactly the same. Here's some ways. First of all, God the Father and God the Son are both God, so that means they're the same amount of power, okay? My son Max is nine. He's sitting here on the front row. What do you guys think would happen if me and Max got into a serious wrestling match? Who do you think would win? Well, I kind of set myself up for that. And, and on, the, on a certain day, that's probably true. Max does have a good crack at, at uh, beating me in a wrestling match. And, and every year that goes by, my chances get worse. But I'm just going to let you know, in a raw test of strength, for now, 
I've got Max beat, okay? I have more power than Max does, okay? Max is nine. I'm somewhere in my 30s. Are me and Max the same age? We are not, okay? But here's what's different. So, so I'm, what I'm trying to point out to you is my relationship with Max, I love Max, he's my son. God the Father loves Jesus. They have a relationship that's similar to that. However, there are differences between me and Max that God the Father and God the Son don't have. They have the same power because the Bible says universally that God is one, and yet we see God expressed in three different ways in God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. They are three persons in one God. We're going to get more into that. But God the Son doesn't need God the Father to protect him. And, and really what we know is God the Son, it wasn't that God the Father said, you're going to do this, and God the Son had no choice. It wasn't that Jesus had no choice in the matter. This was a plan that they developed together before the world was ever even made. And so it... The whole idea is that it's different for God the Father to send God the Son than it would be for me to send my son to die for somebody, okay? So first of all, we got to know that. The relationship between God the Father, God the Son is not the same as human parents and their kids. And part of that is, why, well, how do we understand that? Well, we have to, and that's part of the hard part of answering this question on a Family Worship Sunday. I can't really do it without talking to you about the Trinity. We have to understand God's nature to understand this question well. And there have been those that have said, if you deny the Trinity, you lose your soul. If you try to explain the Trinity, you lose your mind. Okay? The Trinity is hard to understand. But we're going to do our best to, to talk about it. So the first thing I want you to understand is God is the only one who is like him. Okay, here's part of the difference between God and humans, okay? I am something and I am someone, okay? I am a human and I am Pastor Vince, one and one. That's how humans work. And so that's how we kind of think about, if we're, if we're dealing with a, a being, that's how we think about it. God is the only one that's like this, right? I'm a human and I'm a person. God is God, that's what he is. But he's three persons, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. That's, how, that's part of how God is different than humans. And I know many of you right now are thinking to yourself, hold on, I, I don't understand that. Congratulations, that means you actually understand it. Okay? Because there has been many mistakes made throughout church history, people trying to take the idea of the Trinity, which is how God presents himself in the Word, and make it make sense to our minds. There's some people that say, well, yes, it's one God, and he kind of wears a different mask in the Old Testament, and then in the New Testament, and then the whole, so it's Father in the Old Testament, it's Jesus in the New Testament, and it's the Holy Spirit in the church age. It's one God, but it's just God showing himself in different ways. That's not the way the Bible presents God. God the Father is one God, or sorry, God is one God, three persons, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And you, you know that you're understanding it to the degree the Bible explains it to us if it doesn't make very much sense to you, which isn't surprising because we're talking about God. Amen? Amen. Now, another way that may be uh, helpful for us to understand this, I, and, and I need you guys to use your imagination with me. Can you use your imagination? Will you try? This is kind of complicated, okay? But I'm going to explain something to you, and I need you to try to imagine it as I explain it, okay? So I want you to try to imagine a triangle, okay? 
Now focus, is, I need you to imagine, because it's going to be hard for you to really come up with, all right? So imagine a triangle, and at the top, it says God the Son, and at one of the bottom points, it says, sorry, God the Father, at one of the bottom points, it says God the Son, and then over here, it says the Holy Spirit. And then in the middle, there's another spot that says God, okay? Now, it kind of looks like, it kind of looks like, I asked you guys to focus and use your imaginations. It kind of looks like you're looking past me. Why, why are you guys looking behind me? I'm trying to, I'm doing my best to explain this triangle to you. I need you to focus and use your imaginations because I'm trying to get you to get this. So are, quit looking past me, everybody, and, and, and focus up, okay? Use your imaginations, will you? Why is, why is everyone looking behind? Okay, let's try again. All right, it says God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, and then in the middle it says God. And in between each of the names, it says is not, is not, is not. So what that means is God the Father is not God the Holy Spirit. God the Holy Spirit is not God the Son. God the Son is not God the Father. They are not the same person, yet in the middle, every name has an arrow pointing that says they are God. So God the Son is God. God the Father is God. God the Spirit is God, but they are not each other. Is everyone imagining that with me? I know, you're, I know it's kind of hard, and I'm doing my best to explain it. Maybe it's hard for you to picture it in your mind. Are you guys looking past me again? I'm working really hard here to try to draw this out for you in a word picture. It feels like none of you... Guys, quit looking up there. That's not going to help you. Okay, let's just, I think you get that as far as we can get it. I, I, I explained it as good as I know how to explain it. I guess we'll just move on. Okay, all right, amen. Okay. Jesus wasn't forced by God the Father. They decided together before the foundation of the world. Okay, so the, the first answer to the question, why did God send the Son, is that they, they don't have the same relationship that parents, human parents have with their kids God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, they have the same power, they are all eternal, they are all ever-present everywhere, they are all God, okay? So that's, that changes the, the crux of the question a little bit, changes the way maybe we would think about it. Jesus doesn't need God the Father to protect him. God the Son has all the power God the Father has, and they're in perfect agreement on everything they do, okay? All right, the second thing we need to know is, the, the Bible says Jesus is the word of God, and Jesus came not only to die for us, but to also show us the clearest picture of who God is. If you go to the beginning of the book of John where we're reading today, John starts his book by saying, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. And then if you go down to verse 14, it says, and the word became flesh. And so there is this way in which Jesus is characterized as the very word of God. And so if we know that part of whichever member of the Trinity was going to come and die in our place and become a human to lay them their lives down for the forgiveness of our sins, if it was going to be the Father, the Son, or the Holy Spirit, it, it, we could understand that it might make sense because Jesus is known as the word of God. If part of what the job was going to be was to come and, to re, and, and express to humans the best way possible, who God is and how he thinks and what he would do in a given situation, it could make sense that simply as these different persons of the Trinity were, were working out the plan, they decided Jesus the Son was the best equipped for the job of living a perfect life, dying in our place, and rising from the grave. 
Now, we're getting out into guessing a little bit when we say that, but we do know the Bible says Jesus is the word of God. And so God has chosen to express himself through his word, both in the Bible and through Jesus coming. And so there's an element in which it's kind of guessing, but also if God chose to send Jesus, then we know that was, he was the best one to show us who God is because God only ever gives us his best. Amen? Okay. Here's the last point. We're almost done. I think perhaps the simplest answer to this, which isn't trying to explain the Trinity to you, or the mysterious nature of Jesus being the Word of God, uh, those are both pretty difficult, actually. But I think maybe the easiest answer is found in plain sight, right here in John 3.16. Let's read it one more time. For God so loved the world. What? What did he do because he so loved the world? He gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. So I had a conversation with Max this morning around this, just to see if, if it would play out the way I thought, and, and it did. Uh, I asked him if I loved him. He said, yes, of course. And I said, how much do I love you? He thought a second, and he said, as much as you can, which is a really good answer, by the way. Um, and then I said, okay, if I had to choose, as your daddy, for you to die or me to die, who do you think I would pick? And basically, without hesitation, what did you say? I said that you would die because you love me. So you think I would die rather than pick for you to die? Well, that's 100% correct. But here's why that creates an issue when we're talking about this question. Because it kind of would make it seem like Maybe I love my son more than God loves his son. God the Father loves his son. Do you understand the potential problem here? But here's what we know that's true. Not only does God love Jesus more than I love Max, God loves Max more than I love Max. God's love is perfect and holy and beyond comparison. Because he's perfect, that's right. And so what... I think, I think the best thing for us to do here is to flip this idea around from a possible, the possible idea that maybe God the Father isn't as loving as we might think because he sent his son to die. But we got to look back at the reasoning in John 3.16. Why did God send Jesus? Because he loved the world. And so really... Instead of this question, why did God the Father send God the Son instead of coming himself? Instead of that question possibly leading us anywhere near the idea that God is maybe less loving, it should lead us to the idea that God is way more loving than we could possibly comprehend because you know, if it would be hard for me to send my son, harder for me, an imperfect human, an imperfect daddy, to send my son to die instead of me because I love him, if that would be hard for me, Think of how much more that would be difficult for a perfectly loving father like God. And yet, he was willing to do it. Why? Because of his love for you and me. And so instead of this idea taking away somehow from the fact that God is perfectly loving, loving beyond our ability to ever understand, the fact that he would do what I think most of us understand would be even harder could God the Father have come himself? Sure. God the Father could have took on flesh. God the Holy Spirit could have took on flesh. But apparently, in the great wisdom of God, he knew 
the best thing for us was going to be that God the Son would come, that he would be the one to live, that he would be the one to teach, that he would be the one to do miracles, that he would be the one to die in our place, and he would be the one to rise from the grave. And so we, to answer this question, we have to have some understanding of God's nature, that he is one God but three persons. We have to understand that Jesus is the word of God. And so he obviously was the best one for the job of dying in our place for our sins and teaching us about God. But we also need to just always remember, God has done everything he could ever do to show us how much he loves us. He went all the way to doing the hardest thing almost any of us could ever imagine which is send his son to die so that we could live. Amen. Will you guys pray with me? Father, we come before you in the name of Jesus. Lord, thank you for the incredibly deep, complicated theological questions that the kids of Love City Church like to ask. Thank you for your word that shows us you are one God but three persons. And even though that doesn't make sense to us, Lord, we are not surprised that you are far beyond our ability to comprehend. You're a big God, and that's why you're the only one worthy of our worship. Thank you that Jesus is the Word, that he is the one who best expressed possibly to us how good you are, Lord, and how much you love us. And I thank you, Lord, that there should never be any question in our hearts and minds as we contemplate you being willing, because of your love for us, to send your very own son to die for us. There's nobody else that loves us like you do, Lord. You loved first, you loved best. You're the only reason we know what love is. Help us walk in light of that and help us have peace in our hearts and minds. We love you, Lord, in Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to audio from Love City Church, located in Cincinnati, Ohio. Feel free to make copies of this message to give to others but please do not charge for those copies or alter the content in any way without permission. To give or find out more about Love City Church, visit www.mylovecitychurch.org.